0: And if you like my show, then I want to tell you about a hilarious parenting podcast called What Fresh Hell, Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. It's hosted by Amy and Margaret, who are both comedians and moms of three. But that's where the similarities end, because Margaret is laid back to the max, and Amy loves making lists and planning ahead. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, Amy and Margaret wrestle with a common parenting issue using research, lively debate, and tons of humor. So if you're stuck at home right now with your kids, this is the perfect escape. Check out What Fresh Hell, laughing in the face of motherhood, wherever you listen to podcasts or at whatfreshhellpodcast.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's Robin here. Welcome to Parenting Our Future. All right, everyone, listen up. We got to talk about something serious, really serious. And it's probably best if you don't have little ears around right now because what we're going to talk about is pornography. And I have a really special guest that I am really honored to have. And any of you listening, you know, it is an honor to, to, to listen to an expert like this talk about protecting our kids. From pornography. So I have Kristen Jensen here, and she's the author of the best selling Good Pictures, Bad Pictures series of read aloud books. She has sold over 150,000 copies worldwide in five different languages, and her books are a valuable resource to, have ch- to help children develop an internal filter against inappropriate content. She is the founder of Protect Young Minds, an organization dedicated to helping parents empower their kids with tools to resist and reject pornography, including the new Brain Defense, which is a digital safety curriculum for elementary students. Kristen is an active member in the Safeguard Alliance of the National Coalition to End Sexual Exploitation and has testified before the Washington State Senate Law and Justice Committee on the public health crisis of pornography. Now, she is an activist in this area. She is knowledgeable in in this area. And she's also a mom of three and a grandma to two. So she is all well-rounded here. And so I just really want to welcome you. Thank you so much for being here and talking. to me and my listeners
1: it's great to be here with you Robin as well I'm I'm always excited to speak with the parents so about this topic because it's such a taboo topic it's difficult but I feel like we've got some resources that you know have made it easier
0: Yeah. And, and, and I'll be honest, you know, when, when this came across my desk and uh, your, your publicist, you know, suggested you as a guest for my show, I thought, well, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how comfortable I am with that. And um, ultimately my choice is to uh, and my mission is really to educate people. And look, I'm not an expert in this area. You are, and let's talk about it, right? Because if this really is, Crisis, if this is really something that is really hurting our children, we have to talk about it, hiding about it. Doesn't matter how uncomfortable we are, if it's a reality, we got to address it, right? Right. We have to make
1: sure that to give kids a chance, right? To give them a chance so that they're not caught off guard. Mm. Uh, Kids that are caught off guard when they see it, they don't know what to do, they don't know how to. Respond and they don't know that they can talk to their parents about it. They don't know who to talk to about it And so why not open that conversation? Just like you would other kinds of dangers that you know are realities in this world Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: why not be open about it and make sure that they know that they can come to you and talk Talk to you about it. We've got lots of resources to help parents uh, be comfortable And so um, I think we owe it to our kids. No child deserves to face the
0: porn industry alone. Oh my gosh. And here's the thing. I think that uh, if if a child sees a bad picture, which we'll talk about the difference between a bad and a good picture, um, they may think that they're bad because they've seen it, right? And so then they don't want to tell their parent because they did something bad and they don't want to get in trouble, right? But the the factor. Yes. But the reality is, is that if you have a device, you have access to porn, period. That's right. Right. Our kids yep. need to be protected and educated. So we can't ignore this issue, can we? No,
1: we can't. Uh, we've tried that and it hasn't worked yeah, very well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so just shoving it under the rug is, is not the yeah, right way to handle it? Is yeah, that- <laughs> that's the, or the cross your fingers,
1: you know, I hope my kids never see it. I hope my kids are, you know, just, Somehow they, they won't see it until the day after I decide to talk to them about it or I hope my kids just intuitively know
2: mm-hmm. to stay
1: away from it. And kids are biological human beings. Mm-hmm. They are drawn to certain kinds of, you know, they're curious. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, good kids get pulled into pornography. It has nothing to do with how good they are.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: has to do with how
0: prepared they are right okay so let's talk about this um, so so let's talk about what you define as good pictures and bad pictures sure
1: so that was one of the things that we start off with uh, in good pictures and pictures is that definition and every child needs a definition a warning and a plan so the first thing the definition how do you define pornography for a child even before you've had the sex talks right How do you help them understand what it is without going into all this detail? So I think you just need to give them enough information so they recognize it. Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: the definition that I use in both my books is something like this. Pornography means pictures or videos or even cartoons of people with little or no clothing on Mm -hmm. that focus on the private parts of the body that we keep covered with the swimsuit. Mm -hmm. Now, I get it, you know, you want to be able to take your kid to an art museum. Uh, If you go to Europe, yeah, you're going to see a lot of uh, nude statues over there. Um, However, if your child is on the Internet and they see nudity, uh, probably not the Sistine Chapel, right? (laughs) Right. So I think you probably want to know about it, correct? Yeah. So that's the definition that we start off with, and um, of course, as they get older, you know, you can expand on that. But they need to know how to recognize it. And obviously good pictures are pictures of the beautiful things in our world, the people that we love and the places we visited. Those are edifying, those are good, those are positive. And pornography is just toxic and, and objectifying and has and become very violent. I think that, um, you know, a lot of us may not realize how violent pornography has become mm. and how easy it is to get access to this material, which is so um, degrading to women. And um, and so, you know, for young children to be exposed to this material, um, it's almost easier to find that kind of stuff than, you know, soft core. Stuff anymore on the internet um, mm-hmm. or in social media, mm-hmm. so we need to give kids a chance by helping them develop an internal filter, mm-hmm. one that goes with them wherever they go, mm-hmm. because we can lock down as well, you know, as much as possible our own devices, but once they leave the door, once they walk out the door, um, they need an internal filter. So um, yeah, we you know we want. To talk to them, again, to give them a definition, a warning of how it can affect their young minds, and a plan of what to do when they see it.
0: So, I mean, definitely having a plan is, is absolutely what, what you need, and I know what you talk about and what, what you share, and, and we're going to talk about that, but I think it's really important, you know, you just said that porn is getting more violent. And I have to be honest. I mean, I don't know that because I don't look at it. You know, I don't know that it's getting more violent, and that is a scary thing to hear. And you know, you know, one of the things that I've always said to my kids is, you know, when they want to watch like a, a movie that they can't, and I'll always say, like, you can't unsee it. Once you've seen it, you can't unsee it, right? And so tell, tell. This is what I learned in your book. Is 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 how we are wired with this attraction part of our brain. Can you tell us why porn has a special uh, grip on us?
1: Yeah, it's the perfect poison in a sense for a growing young mind because we are naturally wired to be interested and curious. And, you know, as we grow to be attracted to the opposite sex, to be attracted to nudity, I mean, that is, A biological reality but pornography takes that takes total advantage of it and sexualizes our young children prematurely Mm -hmm. Uh, one guy I talked to he said that when he was five or six years old he had taken his you know the Victoria's secret you know Mm -hmm. uh, ads that came in the mail and he, the catalogs, he'd ripped out pictures and hidden them under his Thomas the Train set. Mm. Okay, so you realize that you don't think a six-year-old would be going there.
2: Yeah.
1: But, but they can, that part of their brain can be awakened. So, you know, when you think about yesteryear of playboy, right? You had the centerfold, right? You had these still pictures of women, that were nude, that were very, you know, sexual, hypersexual. But now you've got full-on color, you know, streaming videos
2: mm-hmm.
1: of, and I don't know that you want me to describe what's in them, but but it's multiple partners, it's, mm-hmm. you know, women, uh, you know, like I said, I'm not sure you really want me to describe mm-hmm. what's what's this, but it's.
0: I mean, I, I think we can use our imaginations, right? I mean, I think yeah. probably most it's, people have an idea of what we're talking about, and it's actors. It's not real, um, right. and yeah, um, and but, and they really explore
1: every fetish that they could even imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason it's gotten so violent is because turns out. That when you put violence with sex you get a bigger dopamine rush in the brain
0: oh my goodness okay
1: so how do you make something continue to be more and more addicting now with drugs and alcohol you start off with beer and then you progress mm-hmm. and you progress and an addict will progress to harder and harder uh you know liquor uh, you know oftentimes or drugs you know more 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 and uh to get try to get to that same you know high they're mm-hmm. always chasing that high and it's the same exact process in the brain only you're you know with pornography you're getting the drug in through your eyes and it still uh, excites that dopamine release
2: mm-hmm. uh, but you
1: need more and more of it you need more extreme forms of it to uh, get the same level of arousal
2: Mm -hmm.
1: so people find out they start with kind of a vanilla porn you know just your basic sex scene and then they kind of progress they want more and more they've got to you know chase that that high that arousal and unfortunately the pornographers they just keep making more and more violent porn uh, more and more uh and and actually they're having a problem because you know (laughs) <laughs> who's going to do it can you do to a, oh. and other than just killer you know i oh. mean on the set i mean it's just the the torture the violence that goes on mm. and it's it's very disturbing and mm. for young people to see some of this even the milder forms of violence the you know the hitting the gagging the hair pulling and that kind of thing um that's disturbing they mm-hmm. think their parents do that is that what sex is all about. Yeah, it you know, is very
0: confusing. If, that is, if yeah. that is the model of sex that they see, they may not yeah. know what normal sex is, right? And I actually do have a friend whose daughter uh, was addicted for a time and questioned her own sexuality because she would watch girls together um and and she I guess watched girls together it was softer a little bit more loving or whatever I I don't really know but um yeah you know so so I, I I can see that and um you know teaching them the skills one of the things you just told me too is that um if 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 our kids are 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 seeing this pornography. And when you teach them porn refusal skills, they're also safer against sexual predators. Right.
1: Exactly. Because, yeah. Predators use pornography to, you know, groom children and mm-hmm. grooming means I'm going to show you some pornography um, and it's going to normalize this. You're going to be desensitized to it so that when I do these things to you, we're gonna just train you, hey, other, and they show them child porn. Uh, We Uh, call it child abuse, you know, images, right? Because uh, no child can consent to being, you know, filmed like that. So um, they show them this, Um, one mom wrote in and said that her six-year-old, they were over at a friend's house for dinner, the six-year-old went downstairs with the other kid just to get a toy. And there was a man living in the basement or renting the basement. The six year old went down there. He said, Hey, come here. I want to show you something. And he showed him, uh, some pornography on his phone and said, Hey, look at this. You're going to love to see this. Well, this man, obviously pedophile was going to try to, you know, he saw an opportunity with a young child wow. and the young child came up and You know, obviously the parent had had these conversations and told the mother, obviously right then and there, that boy is now much more protected because he told. Um, So kids are much safer when you give them, when you tell them about pornography, um, because it is so often used. And why wouldn't a pedophile use pornography? I mean, it's, it's just an easy way to show kids what you want them to do, and to get them desensitized to sexual
0: right. acts, and, and saying, "Well, these kids are doing it, so can you?" Yeah,
1: and it's fun. Ugh, can yeah. You see? Can't you see how fun it is?
0: Oh wow, wow. Um, so, so I, I. This kind of leads me into this this other question, uh, or or you know, really statement to protect your kids is that if they have seen it as you're gonna, and, and again, we're gonna talk about the steps that you take and that sort of thing, but if they have seen it and they tell you, then you, that is a red flag for you to go and figure it out right away. Who did they see it from, right, um, first? But you also said that there is, this, there is this new thing that's happening, I don't know if it's new, so tell me if I'm right or not, but where we're actually pornographer, cre- pornography creates predators.
1: Right. Exactly. Tell me about
0: that.
1: Yes. Pornography, it's, it's pretty well known and documented that pornography creates a demand. So when you're talking about sex trafficking, it's creating a demand. But we talked about earlier about how children are imitative. Their brains are wired mm-hmm. to imitate what they see adults do, right? Yep. We see that as parents, you know, our kids say certain things or they do certain things. And sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's a little distressing, you know, when they copy, uh, you know, some of our negative traits, but <laughs> when they see, yeah, when they see pornography, um, some of these kids want to then turn around and try it out. Mm-hmm. Because, again, kids are wired to imitate what they see adults do, which mm-hmm. makes pornography a predator in and of itself. Um, mm-hmm. One mom contacted me and told me how her uh, she was babysitting a 10-year-old boy over the summer. Um, his mom worked, and she was a single mom, and so this little 10-year-old boy would come over and she would take care of him during the day. Um, one day though after about a month and there hadn't been any problems but after about a month he cajoled the seven her seven-year-old daughter took her into the bathroom and tried to do sexual things with her
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and the little girl they'd had these conversations she went and told her mom and um the mom of course was very distressed called the boy's mom and this little boy's mom you know, broke down and said that three weeks prior she had found pornography of every kind (sighs) on that boy's iPad. Oh boy. Okay. So it took at least after only three weeks, um, that boy Mm
0: -hmm.
1: wanted to act it out Yikes! with another more vulnerable child. And there's a study done in a, ho- in a hospital in Kansas where it was done by the uh, sexual assault nurse examiners. They found that when, you know, when kids were brought in, mostly girls were brought in for sexual abuse, um, they started to document who the perpetrators were. And they found out it was boys ages 11 to 15 was the biggest group. Oh, my goodness. The biggest demographic right? And they weren't just doing kind of normal, you know, sexual exploration kinds of things. They were doing things that are very common in pornography.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, so we can see this rise, this disturbing rise of child-on-child harmful sexual behavior. Um, I uh, Pro- Protect Young Minds um, helped to sponsor A national symposium about a year ago uh, back in DC and um, there we heard from a lot of experts I also spoke on this topic and you know there's a huge problem in the military on military bases with this and they sent a lot of people from the military to the symposium to try to figure out how to stop it and my message was and the message of others was pornography they get access to pornography and they acted out on other kids.
0: Yeah. And so uh, you you said uh, just a moment ago that it's different than normal exploration. So to define that, is that sort of the innocent, I'll show you mine if you show me yours, kind of innocent um, yeah, curiosity?
1: Doctor, yeah
0: playing doctor or that sort of thing. So that's normal, not necessarily a red flag, but definitely something you want to have a conversation about. Right. Um, right. I, and I also love that you say, um, you look, our private parts, the parts that we cover with a bathing suit, right. For really simple terms. Right. And when you see pictures that are focused on the things yeah. that aren't supposed to stay covered in private, then, you know, that's a bad picture. Um, so uh, I, I don't, I want to just clarify, uh, you touched on it, but I really want to clarify what is the best age to talk to your child about child pornography and do what what comes first here, chicken and egg, what which comes first? Talking about sex or talking about porn. what What comes first, right? Because I really they're intertwined. yeah. yeah. I really believe
1: you need to warn children, young children. I think the best age to start talking about pornography or bad pictures is when they first get any access to the internet Mm. because they're vulnerable. You know, as soon as our toddlers know how to walk and run away, we teach them don't run out into the street, right? Well, how much more important it is that our kids don't know how to, you know, run out into the superhighway of the internet? And know the dangers there. Know what to do. And again, it can be as simple as turn, run, and tell, which is in my junior book. Um, turn away from it, run, and find a trusted adult and tell them what you saw. Mm-hmm. So that's you know very important for children to know. And I we wrote I wrote the books uh, with uh, you know you don't have to start the sex conversation uh, before you begin this conversation of pornography because sadly they will have you know access to pornography and the potential I I can't tell you how many times I've heard of you know five-year-olds going to kindergarten on a bus being exposed by an older child to pornography
2: Mm.
1: I mean seriously and it happened and that's why I say every bus in America every bus Maybe even in Canada, you know, it, um, is it triple X theater because of, you know, these mobile devices.
2: Mm. And
1: so we need to start that conversation. We need to start it early, but we don't have to give them all of, you know, we have all this ugly, dark stuff in our mind about what pornography or all this sexualized stuff in our head. We don't need that. We don't need to give that to our kids. We just need to give them that simple definition so they can recognize it. Mm-hmm teach them why it's harmful mm-hmm. uh, so they know why to reject it. And then we need to give them a plan so they know exactly what to do when they see it and they're not caught off guard. Mm-hmm. And, and I, Robin, is such a gift. Um, one mom posted on Facebook that, uh, and I love this story. I, <laughs> I tell it all the time. Uh, she, um, her, she read good pictures, bad pictures to her son, nine years old. He went to school, and just like three days later, one of his classmates, you know, showed him pornography on the cell phone. Mm. And this child knew exactly what to do, he turned away, he went home, he told his mom, and he said, Mom, I was scared, but mm. I knew what to do. Oh, love it. I love <laughs> I knew it. knew what to do, and what a mm. gift when we share that burden. Because so many children, they see this, they Mm -hmm. feel the shame, no one's ever talked to them about it. They don't want to get into trouble. And so they don't say a thing. Mm
2: -hmm. And it
1: really is our responsibility to open that conversation with them and to, you know, hold their hand, Mm -hmm. to be with them in this and to become, you know, the expert like on questions. Mm So, hey, you can come to me. We'll read this book together, or we'll have this conversation, and we're gonna continue to have these conversations regularly, to help them navigate, you know, the digital dangers out there. It's mm-hmm. it's a daunting world.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and and I think the reality is is that you know, we cannot ignore it. We cannot shy away from it. Uh like I, I said to you uh, before we hit record, you know, geez, you know, even me, I'm pretty open, uh, but it's an uncomfortable conversation to have. Um and and I did have it with my voice. Uh I there was there was a show that I saw on this um, with Lisa Ling and uh, and I said to them I said hey you guys you know by the way you know you could you could see this on your device and and let's talk about that and um, and one of the there's two things I want to say one of the facts is is that uh, addiction to pornography does cause sexual dysfunction right uh, and and Absolutely. that is real, right? You you lose you lose uh, your grip on what is real and what is fantasy and what is like outrageous. Um, well, what
1: happens is they they they're so um, used to having this extreme arousal with pornography. That they can get aroused to pornography and and masturbation, you know, masturbating to pornography.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: but when they go to have sex with their girlfriend or their wife, uh, they can't have and they don't have any arousal.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: you know, that's a huge problem. It's thirty three percent of men now saying they have ED. Okay. Really? I don't think that's all And younger men. And that is not normal. That's an old man's vascular disease. Yes. Right? Yes. It's an older man's vascular disease. But now it's becoming actually kind of a brain issue Mm -hmm. because they're so topped out on porn. They can't enjoy a normal sexual experience with a real person.
0: Yeah, that is loving and tender and all sorts of really lovely things, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, um, and and so the other the other point to having these conversations too is is that you have seen parents have really beautiful connection with their kids yes. through this conversation. And of course, yes. I mean, that's what I'm all about. My business is called parenting for connection. <laughs> um, right. so of course I, that's my jam right there. Yeah. Uh, but that is a really beautiful, a beautiful.
1: Yeah. You know, I've had so many parents say that once they had this conversation, um, that they felt like an increased trust level with their kids yeah. Yeah. opening up, um, I've had parents report that they read the book to their children and then their children reported. Yes, I did see something, but I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to tell you. Um, one mom told of her, se- oh, she's very protective, but she again warned her son. He's like seven years old, went to a neighbor's house, a new family in the neighborhood and um she usually checked out everybody, right? But they had just moved in, and they had a little boy his age, and they just wanted to go pick up his bike so they could go bike, ride their bikes. And she goes, okay, well, how bad could that be? Just go pick up the bike and then come back. Well, they we went and picked up the bike. They went inside, and when they went inside, the older teenage brothers said, hey, come look at this, and pornography. But the 7-year-old had been warned. He knew what to do. He needed to turn away. And he came home and he told, told his mom. And she said, you know, we hugged and, and he told me, and she says, in a way, everything happened according to plan. And it was a beautiful thing. And they, she helped him through it. And she said there, it actually brought them closer
2: Mm.
1: to, you know, be able to help him. And I would just say, look, This is 2020, there is a problem with porn out there. I wish we could have some laws and restrictions so that kids did not have access to this. But unfortunately, we're not there yet. So we need to be able to help our children through this. We need to live in the world they live in, not the world we grew up in, not the world we wish they were in. We need to just live in the, you know, help them through, help them navigate the world that they actually, Live in. and there's a real, uh, they've done some studies of the naivete gap, so their parents, they, they uh, did a study um, and uh, asked parents, what, you know, have your kids seen porn? 25% of the parents said, yeah, I think my kids have seen porn. Well, then they asked their kids. Guess what, 53% of those kids had seen porn. Mm-hmm. That's double, and when it came to girls, 17% thought their daughters had seen porn. 58% had seen porn. Okay, so girls are in it too. You cannot just have the conversation with your boys, you have to have it with your girls as well. So, um, and it's a gift. It is a gift. Um, and we can do it. It's not as hard as we make it out to be, especially with the resources that we now have on. Protect Young Minds uh, and all the help that we have in the blog, Um, we really make it a lot easier for parents to tackle this uh, tough subject.
0: You are currently listening to the Parenting Our Future podcast. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And please don't forget to subscribe, and I would be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating on iTunes. If you'd like to connect with me, all my details are in the show notes and for a copy of my book, go to yellinghearbook.com. Now back to the show. Okay, let's dive into what we do, okay? So now I think you have did a really great job of explaining you know, why it's not good, um, how it's dangerous, how it's escalating. So <laughs> for those of us that don't know what's out there, Trust you, the expert, that it is bad and it's getting worse. So then, what is the what is the first thing that we we need to do? Then um, we t- we talk to our kids about good pictures, bad pictures, and and you know give give us what you what you recommend are the 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 steps to to talking about this and what kids yeah, need to perfect. do. Yeah, well, I
1: would say the first thing is get yourself educated a little bit, and we have a. You know how to talk to the kids about pornography? Quick start guide that's free Mm -hmm. to download from protectyoungminds.org,
0: and that I'll I'll make sure that's in the show notes so everybody can get that. And and it doesn't matter where you live; that is relevant like globally, isn't it? Yes. 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 Good.
1: So um, I would say just get yourself educated a little bit first thing, and then you know start those conversations. Mm -hmm. And if it's too hard, again, the books make it really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have um, lots of articles about conversation starters, how to start those conversations. And um, so just begin. You mm-hmm. know, it doesn't have to be perfect,
0: mm-hmm. right? The main mm-hmm.
1: thing is that you get started and you let your children know that you will help them and that you want them to come to you and ask questions. Whatever mm-hmm. questions, and if they hear a term or a phrase at school that they don't understand, come ask me. Don't Google it. They see us Googling everything, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, that
1: can get them into trouble uh, and lead them to material that you know they don't want to see. You don't want them to see. Um, so uh, we talked about you know teaching kids, you know how harmful it is. In my junior book, I kind of make the analogy of picture poison. So we, we teach mm-hmm. our kids don't you know. Don't drink, you know, that, don't eat the Tide Pods, you know, that kind of thing. Yes. Um, uh, So we teach them that, and we can teach them to also protect their brains from this, you know, the poison that's out there. And in the older version of the book, um, we teach kids about addiction and how pornography can become easily, easily become an addiction. And there's so much science behind this. There's MRI studies that show Mm -hmm. that the brain responds to pornography in a a porn addict, um, just like uh, an alcoholic responds to seeing pictures of alcohol. Uh, Lights up the reward parts of the brain. Also, they've documented that there's actual brain shrinkage. they've known this uh, in all addicts right cocaine addicts alcoholics Mm -hmm. other you know addictions Um, but they've done now studies at Oxford no they've done studies at Cambridge uh, to show that people who are addicted to porn have shrinkage of the prefrontal cortex, which in the book is called the thinking
0: brain, right? And that's where all the good stuff is. That's reasoning, rational thought, problem solving. That's being able to understand consequences of your actions. It's empathy, compassion. I talk a lot about the brain. I know a lot about it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that is is the... I mean, and that's also the part of the brain that takes the longest to fully develop. So if you are shrinking the brain before it's even fully developed, yikes, that is not... A good thing. Um, and I want to jump in and just say something um, about talking to your kids. You know, one of the things that it's really important to do as a parent is to uh, to nurture the relationship with your kids always, so that you can have these conversations. That when something is really serious, you know that they will come to you because. You don't criticize them. You don't shame them. You don't make fun of them. You don't laugh at them. You know that you take what they have to say serious, and that you um, you you are there to really listen to them and hear them, not to laugh at them or make fun of them or anything like that. So nurturing that relationship, which is you know all about what what I stand for as a parent coach and as a mom myself, is that you know um, keeping that relationship solid and good and communication open is is what you need to be able to have these conversations with your kids right and for them to feel comfortable talking to you
1: exactly yeah
0: yeah so um so protect young um, dot com is is or no she said it was dot, dot org sorry we got dot com or dot org whichever okay. one you like whichever one you like okay <laughs> they can all go uh, to the same place And, and you did talk, uh, you did talk before about the strategies, right? And that is turn, run, and tell. So can you sort of break? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that's for the junior.
0: For (laughs) the young kids. Yeah. So, so there's, there's, there's two books that you have, but what is turn, um, run and tell? And then what, and then then we'll talk about the other, the other strategy as well.
1: So turn, run and tell is turn away. Turn away from the bad pictures, look away. Don't keep looking at it. The mm-hmm. longer you look at something, the more it's embedded and burned into your brain, right? Mm-hmm. So turn away. Um, run, I mean, get, get away from it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as quickly as you can, um, and then go and tell a trusted adult, whether that's your parent, your teacher, um, your caregiver, you know And each and every time too, mm-hmm. uh, definitely tell and that really reduces the shame mm-hmm. and because secrecy is um, is something that you know we don't want we don't want our kids keeping this secret. Mm-hmm. and in in the book, you know I say, never you know keep bad pictures a secret
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, from your parents and uh, also, even if you've seen a bad picture, that doesn't make you a bad kid, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we wanna reduce that shame. So mm-hmm. turn, run and tell. And um, so those are the that's very simple. I mean, that is only gonna help a young child, right? Absolutely. That's not gonna hurt a kid to know what to do when they see basically when they say nudity, turn, mm-hmm. run and tell.
0: And, yeah. and and I think that makes perfect sense how that arms them against predators as well makes perfect sense right uh and so then there is one for older kids and and you use the acronym can do can we can we talk about that one yeah
1: the can do plan and again you can get these posters from my website for free they definitely obviously it's stronger if you read the book but yeah, the book is very good
0: Really, yeah. the book is very good, and and sorry to interrupt you, but I'm going to just really quickly. What I love about the way you talk about it is you talk about there's a, there's a picture where where you've got a fist and then the hand over the fist, and you've got the thinking brain and the feeling brain, thinking brain, feeling brain, and um and that you know you use the analogy of like running across the street for ice cream while well, your feeling brain is super excited for the ice cream, but your thinking brain is like wait I got to stop and look both ways before I cross the street. Right. Exactly. That's a great example. I love that example. Yeah. How simple is that? So, um, so anyway, yeah. And 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 having these tools available is is so great. So sorry. Can do. Yeah. Let's let's do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's really important to for kids to understand how their brain works and how it's affected by addiction and how they can addiction-proof their brain. And this really can work for all forms of addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, so. The can-do plan, C-A-N, is where you start, and that is what you do when you see pornography, when you're exposed to it. So C, close your eyes, A, always tell a trusted adult, N, name it when you see it. Now, Robin, what part of the brain are you using when you label something?
0: I'm using my my thinking brain. Very good. Yay. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. You're using your thinking brain, and um, when kids do those three things, when they're exposed, uh, they have so much more power to uh, to negate the you know the bad effects of pornography. So they have more power over that. Now, what happens when pornography, uh, that memory of pornography, pops back up in their brain? What do they do? Mm-hmm. How do they get rid of that image? I mean, once it's in there. Like you said, you can't unsee it. Yeah. What you can do is you can create a neural pathway away from it, right? Nice. Love it. So the brain is constantly remembering it and going to it, and you're focusing on it. That's going to create a big pathway towards the memory of pornography. What you need Mm -hmm. to do is help your child create a pathway away from it. Right. So the B is distract yourself. Help your child um, come up with something that's exciting for them, that Mm -hmm. they're interested in this is going to be different for every child but if your child loves horses and horseback riding then um, when that memory comes to them about pornography that they terrible video or picture then they think about horses and horseback riding Hmm. and pretty soon and this takes practice right it's not going to work the first you know with one time but as they do it two three four five six seven ten times then the pathway to the pornography is going to grow over, like with weeds. It's going to shrink.
0: And because our brains are away, use dependent, right? right. You, you, if you don't use yeah. it, you'll lose it.
1: That's right. Yeah. So you create another pathway away from that picture. And mm-hmm. this is a cognitive skill, mm-hmm. a porn refusal skill, mm-hmm. and it's so important for kids. And I've used it too. I have been inadvertently you know, exposed to something, and Mm -hmm. it I don't want to keep seeing it, and so I'm using the can-do plan, so, and the O is really all about using that feeling brain, thinking brain uh, Mm -hmm. model where you tell your, uh, where you have your thinking brain talk to your feeling brain, and you say, Mm -hmm. feeling brain, I know you're curious, I know you're interested, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to use my thinking brain
2: mm-hmm. to stay
1: in control, I'm going to use my thinking brain
2: mm-hmm. to,
1: you know, keep safe from addiction, so mm-hmm. that's the can-do plan, it's very empowering, it's all based on research, and um, and it works, it yeah. just works
0: i mean this is neuroplasticity right this is what we know about the brain that we can rewire the brain Uh, we absolutely can so i love that you talk about that i talk about that all the time too so Mm -hmm. i love that um and that's so good in so many different areas of our life too right uh and yeah i can imagine you would have come across different things uh in the work that you do i'm pretty good at
1: avoiding it but uh there's been a couple of things that um And I think this happens and, and they target certain demographics. I'm not Mm -hmm. in the demographic that they're targeting. Yeah. Okay. And so sometimes as moms or parents, we're like, well, you know, we don't see that stuff. Well, you're not on social media in that age. You're not in that demographic and they are targeting kids. They are targeting them. They they're on social media. There's so much on social media there's so much porn on social media.
0: Well, there were there were some videos on YouTube that had you know looked like they were Superman or Spider-Man videos, but they actually were not that. Uh, right. And I know that's one of the reasons why YouTube has a bunch of changes, right? Even when I post this on YouTube, I have to say, is it for adults or for kids? And define okay. you know determine what that is. So yeah, YouTube just was forced to do that. They forced, were forced to. to mm-hmm. that. But it's because of people like you, Good right? Thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. We've got to advocate to protect our children.
1: Yeah, other people, I I can't take credit for that one, but um, it's so important that these big tech, they take some responsibility.
0: Absolutely. So I want to leave off with one last question. Um, And that is, if your child comes to you and says, okay, mom, I did see some, I saw some pornography. What do you do as a parent then? Do you call the police do you, what do you do? Uh, What do you do?
1: Yeah, good question. Okay. First of all, I want you to go download our smart plan guide from our website uh, because really you need to stay calm. You need to be prepared for this eventuality. Uh, You need to stay calm and you need to make a plan um, and you need to, um, you know, help your children through this. So if someone Uh, shows your child pornography. If you find out your your child went to their friend's house and someone was looking at pornography there or they went to a game or in the locker room or wherever, I think the first thing you want to do is just to listen and ask them questions like, how did that make you feel? Mm. Um, And really, we have a list of questions that you want to be able to ask them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: but first of all, deal with your own emotions,
0: right? I can imagine spinning out of control inside my own brain um, and, and having that be a challenge to stay calm. So, but, but I hear what you're saying. It, of course, that's yeah. the, the, the right way to be. Because
1: the more you're, if you explode on your kids, yeah. Like, I'm never letting you, you never going to play with that kid again. Yeah. You're never going to be, you're never going to be in the locker room again. I'm, we're no sports ever again. You know, that's ridiculous. You can't do that. Um, and so deal with your own emotions. Uh, first, I had a friend call me up one time. She's just crying and sobbing. I couldn't even mm. understand. Um, I said, do you need me to come to your house? <laughs> and so she goes, yeah, yeah. So I went to her house, had to, go in the door myself she's in the bathroom like sobbing i'm mm-hmm. thinking her husband just was killed in a car accident he just yeah. asked for a divorce he just you know what she found pornography on the 14 year old mm-hmm. the ipad the 14 year old was using
0: okay mm-hmm.
1: her son and she was beside herself and the mm-hmm. first the first thing she wanted to do was to go to school, yank him out of school, you know, what have you done? About me? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, no, yep, give yourself 24 hours, 48 hours, yeah, to just deal with your own emotions, your fear, mm-hmm. your anger, your guilt, your whatever, and calm it down, and then you can approach your child with some questions. And they're much more likely to tell you at least a little bit of the truth at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And as you get, as you stay calm, they may tell you more and more. Rarely in the first conversation does all the truth come out.
2: Mm, good to and these
1: parents probably know this. It can be little by little, drip, drip, drip. As they trust you not to explode, not to freak out, then um, you can get more information. Where did you see it? you know mm-hmm. how did this make you feel you know and 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 on and on and um as far as calling the police probably not going to get a lot out of the police i mm-hmm. would say that's um unless it's child pornography
0: mhm mhm
1: that would be Yeah, I guess
0: I guess you draw the line if someone showed it to your child and that is a predatory behavior (laughs) like an adult. Right. But but child to child.
1: Yeah, it is actually, you know, I know in many states uh, in the United States, it's actually illegal to show pornography to a child. Right. Mm. Um, But uh, I don't know if that's the same in every in every Mm. place. Right. So you'd have to look at the law's. But I would say the main thing is, you've got to persuade your child that this is going to be harmful to them in the long run, mm-hmm. that this can be an addiction, that this can, you know, I think every teenage boy should know that this can become, you know, a, a sexual problem. dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a serious problem that, that may take months and even years to reverse.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and, and what I, what it's so funny, what I heard you say about when you talk to your child is to not use your feeling brain, use your thinking brain. So parents do this, do as you teach right. as well with your kids. Right. right. And, uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and don't, and, and if you can't, if you can't be calm, you're absolutely right. Not everything has to be dealt with in the moment. It can wait. It can sit for another minute or two until yep. you get your head straight and do a little bit of research. And so you have this quick smart guide, which is before your child has been exposed for as far as you know. And then there is the smart plan guide, which is yeah. for parents whose child has been exposed to it. So well, or know, if you
1: want to be prepared, right?
0: Or for if you want to
2: Right. <laughs> I right think the every the eventuality. Be for both of them. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, so I basically mean, it, it's pretty I don't know. If your child is 12 and they haven't seen pornography, they're an outlier.
0: Hmm. All right. Well, I've got some uh, investigating to do on my end here. uh, (laughs) As soon as we're done here. Um, But I I really want to say thank you to you for, for being here. I think you are an invaluable resource to talk to us about something that a we're uncomfortable with B we may or may not know a lot about, but, see is an absolute reality. And you are so right. We cannot parent our kids based on the way we were back then. Um, And it doesn't matter. Like the digital age is here. We have no choice but to embrace it. And the thing is, you know, that I tell parents is that we are pioneers in this world. So we, we aren't getting everything right. Things are coming at us so fast. We don't always know, which is why having someone like you um, create content to help us protect our kids and, and to provide it to people, um, you know, whether it's in your book or it's on your website is so, um, so appreciated. So I just really want to thank you for making a difference in the you're lives welcome. of all of us. Like you're, you're, you're really making a huge difference. And, and that just means a lot to us. You can really, well, I just want to, my send, heart.
1: <laughs> yeah, I want to send my love out to all the parents that are listening. I, mm. I, I really, um, my heart goes out to you it's a tough job but you're up to this you can do this and mm-hmm. we've got resources to help you and honestly it's so much easier to do the prevention mm-hmm. than the intervention later on um mm-hmm. so much easier to start young mm-hmm. than to try to have the, you know with a three-year-old than a 13-year-old mm-hmm. although it's never too late
0: okay and good to know
1: yeah and you can do it and really it gets easier well that is
0: fantastic thank you i look forward to the day where there are more regulations in place and this you know is not such a scary thing but as we know it is uh it's been around for a long long time so uh instead of being a victim of it let's be proactive and protect them and thank you for your wisdom thank you for your time today